sometimes we have a bad day. Sometimes we're just not present or there's something on our minds or something has gone sideways or we're just not resonating or whatever the term is that you want to use to describe the fact that you're just not feeling it when you're in the session. Sometimes we have that. Sometimes it's a bad session. Sometimes it's a bad day, a series of sessions. Um, and that's where we can look at what's going on today. Where's my mind? What am I focused on? What are my tools? Am I actually listening? Did I misread the client? You are an amazing human being. You're a coach or expert who works hard to make a positive difference for your clients. I'm Joss Willard, and my mission is to help good coaches like you make great profits so you can live an amazing life helping the people you're meant to serve. This podcast is here to help with that. We'll be bringing you the information, resources, experts, and perspectives to allow your practice to make a difference, support the life you want, and reward you fairly and well for the impact that you bring. Welcome to Profit for Coaches. Screw it. I'm done. I'm out of here. Hi, I'm Joss Willard, host of Profit for Coaches. And every coach I've talked to has at some point or another had that kind of day. Ugh, I'm so done. I don't want to be here anymore. Right? I've had those days. I think it's a universal human characteristic. Some days you just aren't feeling into it. On today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about reasons why we might feel that way and some things that we can do to fix that, get out of it, or soldier on, even though maybe we just don't want to. Enjoy the episode. Real quick, before we get started, I want to make sure that the time you invest here is profitable. And the best way to do that is to make sure you grab a copy of the free ebook, The Four Must-Haves for a Profitable Coaching Practice. It's absolutely free. It's worth every penny. It outlines the four areas that every profitable coaching practice on the planet has in common. And thus, they're the four things that you must have nailed down in your coaching practice if you want it to be consistently profitable. So if you want an easy to understand, very specific tool that makes it crystal clear where to be focusing your attention in your practice and what you can safely ignore to ensure that your practice is consistently profitable and supports the life that you want to be living, go to ProfitForCoaches.com and download your copy of the four must-haves for a profitable coaching practice today. In any industry but also especially perhaps in the coaching industry, we have ups and downs. We have days that we just don't want to be here. I've still had those days and my practice runs pretty well. I have lots of clients that I enjoy doing work with that I get great results with, but there are still times that it's like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going home today. And I think most of the coaches, if not all the coaches that I've talked to have at some point or another had their screw it days. And it might just, it might be that the the marketing doesn't seem to be working or when you're having conversations with people, they're just not connecting and, and picking up what you're putting down. Or you've talked to what feels like a dozen people in the last couple of days and no one's interested in buying from you or no one's interested in referring your latest program or being an affiliate. Or maybe you've had a few sessions in a row with clients where they're just not getting it right? You're, it's, it just seems like it's hard work or you're not able to provide the support they need to get the, to the solutions to their problems. And hopefully that's just like one day, but sometimes it's, you know, two or three days in a row or a week or something like that. You just have this period of time where you feel like you're not making the difference that you're meant to be making. And it's natural as a human at some point to go, you know what? Screw it. I'm done. I'm done with this, or at least I'm done with this today. Uh, I'm going home. I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. And this is not abnormal, but it does not 
make for that fulfilling, exciting coaching career that you thought you were going to be getting into or that you hoped you were going to be getting into. So what do you do about it? How do you go from I'm done to if not like fully ultra uber excited with every moment, at least into that position of, oh no, okay, I'm enjoying what I'm doing again. I believe again that I'm making a difference. I'm getting the results that I promise for my clients um, or that I expect for myself, et cetera, et cetera. How do you how do you go from one to the other? Well, I don't have an explicit answer that is going to work every single time with every single thing. But I can tell you that there are some tools. Number one, if you're having these feelings all the time, like if this is a, a constant feeling in your coaching business, then you have to ask yourself a few questions. Number one, are you having these feelings because you're just not getting clients? Because everything that you do seems to not work? Your Facebook ads, your your posts on social media, your client outreach, whatever it is just seems to not be getting you the clients that you that you need. And so you're feeling like, screw this, I'm going home because nobody wants what it is that I have to offer. Well, that's one thing. That's a case of, well, let's look at maybe you're doing the marketing wrong. And you know, as we say, marketing isn't what gets you clients. Marketing is just what creates awareness. It's what you do after you create that awareness that gets you the client. Being relevant uh, to the prospect is what helps them become a client. And so maybe it's not you. <laughs> maybe it's that the marketing needs help, or maybe it's that your foundation needs help so that your marketing can be effective. But let's assume it's not that. Let's assume it's your connection to what you're doing. Is it that you don't really want to coach people? Or is it that you don't really believe that you can get the value or get the results for the clients that you are offering them in whatever it is that you've built your program? Well, that's a belief situation. And if you don't believe that you can get it, why is that? Is it because you're listening to the imposter syndrome speaking in your brain? If that's the case, well, then let's just go look. What are the results that you've gotten? Go back and look. The clients that you've worked with, the work that you've done, what kind of results have they gotten? Write it down. Now, if you don't have any of these results recorded anywhere, if you don't have client testimonials, if you don't have people who have said to you, man, we did this work and it's, it's changed my life or it's changed my business, it's had a great positive effect. If you don't have any of that, well, there's a few reasons for that. That could be the case. It could be that you don't have any of that because the system that you're using or whatever it is that you're teaching isn't actually getting the results. In which case, that gives you the opportunity to take a look. Instead of saying, oh, screw this, I'm out of here, maybe you should look at, do I need to change what I am doing? Do I need to reevaluate which system I'm using? So that's one option. Another option would be possibly the reason you don't have testimonials, the reason you don't have people saying, yeah, you've done you've done great things for me is because you're just getting started. You've, you haven't actually worked with clients before. Well, again, that's not necessarily a you thing. That's not necessarily a legitimate reason to quit to say, I'm out of here. I'm done being a coach. In fact, you've, you haven't gotten started, so how can you be done? So in that case, the solution might very well be to say, all right, well, who can I work with for free? Or what's a thing that I can do to build up my confidence in myself and my credibility? Perhaps you need to do some work with some people pro bono, or perhaps you need to be a bit more honest in your ask. So go out and, and tell some folks, listen, I've studied this, I've learned this, or I have this theory that I'm working on that I think will get results for people. I need a guinea pig. I would love to see if I can get these results for you at a discounted rate or in exchange for testimonials, or maybe you don't discount the rate. Maybe it's just, listen, I'd love for you to be the first person. I'm testing the theory. It's going to be much more expensive in the future, or maybe I'll be charging less in the future because I'm going to do this live with you and I'm going to record it whatever. There's a lot of different options for ways that you can, can go there. The point is getting the experience. But maybe you don't need to do that. 
maybe all you need to do is look back at the other people that have been helped by this. If, For example, if you're licensing an IP, if you're licensing Profit First, or you're licensing Book Yourself Solid, or you're licensing Strategic Intervention from Robbins Madonna's, or any of the IPs that are out there that you can get a license for to use, and you haven't done it yourself, but you have testimonials from dozens or hundreds or even thousands of people, depending on which IP you're licensing, where the program has gotten them positive results. Go read a bunch of that, or go read a bunch of those and remind yourself that, yeah, this works. Now, the danger there could be, well, yeah, this works for a bunch of other people, but I've never done it. Or if this is so good, how come this is this has worked for so many people, but it's not working for me? Well, often the IP that you license doesn't teach you how to actually make a business out of it. All it teaches you how to do is it's the tool, right? You can have the very best hammer in the world in your toolbox, but if you don't know if you don't know how to explain to people what the hammer does and how important it is to hire you to swing that hammer, that hammer doesn't do you any good. So again, it's possible that the reason you're feeling screw this, I'm out of here, the reason that you're not getting the results that leads you to feeling like saying screw this, I'm out of here, is because you you lack the confidence in getting the result. That's one possibility. And the answer to that is do what it takes to build your confidence. Maybe that's taking a course on how to be successful as a coach. I have a group that I do very low price point. I don't advertise it anywhere for people who are in that situation where they have the IP and they want to figure out how to turn that into a successful coaching practice. They want to build their confidence in how to be able to market that IP and use that IP and and turn it into a profitable business. I do that, not pitching that. I don't sell it anywhere. It's a it's kind of an invite only thing. But uh, people ask me about it from time to time. That's a thing that you can do. Go get some confidence in yourself and in what you're doing so that you can put that message out there correctly and then people pick it up and come work with you. And suddenly you you don't want to leave because now you have those clients. You're doing really well. But it's not always it's not always a lack of clients that lead us to feeling like, ugh, I'm done with this. I'm I just I don't want to be here today. Sometimes we have clients and sometimes we're just struggling with those clients, right? We have those clients, we have those clients in the room. We're sitting down with them and it's just it feels like a struggle. It feels like a slog. Sometimes we have a bad day. Sometimes we're just not present or there's something on our minds or something has gone sideways or we're just not resonating or whatever the term is that you want to use to describe the fact that you're just not feeling it when you're in the session. Sometimes we have that. Sometimes it's a bad session. Sometimes it's a bad day, a series of sessions. um, And that's where we can look at what's going on today. Where's my mind? What am I focused on? What are my tools? Am I actually listening? Did I misread the client? But if you're having, if this happens regularly or more often than you would like, then there's a number of of possible things that this could be. Sometimes it is that you misread the client when you brought them in. You don't have a red velvet rope policy in place and you're taking money from people that you shouldn't be taking money from because they're not the kind of person that you do your best work with. In that case, your best bet might be to let that person go to say, you know what? I feel like I'm not the right coach for you. I should uh, refund some portion of your money or not take any future monies from you. Um, And let me refer you to somebody who I think will do a better job for you. Sometimes it goes back to perhaps you're trying to use the wrong system to solve the challenges or the wrong challenges. Going back to the hammer. If you've got the hammer in in your toolbox and the hammer is the only tool you have, well, it's amazing how everything starts to look like a nail. Well, this is a mistake that people make when they try to market, well, I can help anybody. I can help everybody because my hammer can bang anything flat that needs banging. That's where we need to sit down and maybe get a little bit more specific about 
maybe instead of trying to hammer everything flat, you should just focus on nails and maybe not all nails, maybe just finishing nails, right? Or maybe just a specific type of nail. And when you do that, when you get really engaged and really deep into what is your tool really good for? What is that single biggest result that you're going to get if you use it in the perfect place in the perfect situation? Then you can go out looking for those perfect places and perfect situations. And all of a sudden you start getting those results every time because you're using the perfect tool in the perfect place with the perfect clients. And when you do that, and then you start to feel better more often about what you're doing, what you're accomplishing, and you have a lot fewer of those, I'm not getting this done. This is so frustrating, screw it, I'm out of here kind of days. Sometimes it's not a case of, of having the wrong tool or being misaligned with the wrong clients. Sometimes it's just a case of not really feeling like this is where you want to be or this is what you want to do. And so this brings me around to sort of after 15 minutes, the, the core of kind of where I wanted to go today, which is this belief that's out there that says, if you're not feeling it, if you don't feel like doing something, you shouldn't do it. And it's very prevalent. I'm not sure why it's as prevalent as it has been for the last few years, but this, this whole concept that we should be enjoying every moment and that we wait for the muse to strike, or we only do what lights us up or makes us happy at any given time. Well, I don't believe that you should be subjecting yourself to suffering that you don't need to be subjecting yourself to. I'm not saying you should just suck it up and grind through the crap. But I am saying that what I have found over the course of years and years is that when you don't feel like doing something that normally you feel like doing or that normally when you're doing it, you feel, you know, it feels right. I've often found that if you do the thing anyway, you will start to feel like doing it because you're doing it. It's some of the advice that's given to artists and authors and people who create is show up for your writing time or your painting time or your drawing time, whatever your, your set time is, set that time on a regular basis and show up and do it regardless of how you feel. Because what happens is if you're just waiting to be inspired, it's few and far between. It usually happens when you're not in a good spot to, to write it down or to capture it in some way. And so you miss out on it. But if you train yourself to do it on a regular basis, you will produce a lot of crap, but you will also produce the good things. And as you go along, you go along, your mind, your brain, your body, your inspiration, whatever part of you it is that leads to, to positive creation gets used to the routine and you can create the space for yourself to do it and wind up feeling like doing it partway through. Uh, with coaching, that can be difficult because you don't want to sit there and have a bunch of crap uh, sessions with clients. You know, like, oh, you know what? I don't feel like being here today. I don't think it's going to be a good session, but we're going to do the session anyway. I'm going to charge you for it anyway. And we'll have four or five of these sessions that suck, but eventually I'll get you somewhere where we'll do something good. That's, <laughs> that's not a good business model as a coach, but you do still want to give yourself that opportunity to show up. You do still want to give yourself that opportunity to do the thing and feel like doing it partway through. A good way to find that middle ground, to be able to do the thing even though you don't feel like doing it without subjecting your clients to the garbage while you're plowing through the garbage to get to suddenly feeling like doing it is to come up with those rituals. What are those things that you can do? What are those behaviors that you can engage in that can help you to get into the mindset, to get into the mood, to get into the feeling? Stop and think about what are the situations you have been in? What are sessions that you have gone through that have been effective? When have you been at your best? Think back to that and describe for yourself everything around that. What did you do during that session? 
what did you do before that session? What were the occurrences? What were the mood that you were in? Uh, what were the feelings that you had prior, during? What were the questions that you tackled with the client? What was the client? Or who was the client? What was the client's situation? Everything that you can think of around those times that you've had great results. And then ask yourself, were these, were these things around that situation, were they the results of something else or were they behaviors themselves? So if they were behaviors themselves that you can replicate, write that down, figure out how to replicate those, those behaviors. But if they were the results of something else, what was that something else? Was that something else a behavior that you engaged in prior to? You can also look at some of the really off days, some of the days when you've had just crap experiences and gone, okay, this was a terrible session, or sorry, this was a very challenging session. Very little of good came out of it. We wound up having to go back and redo or undo a bunch of it the next session, or whatever the case may be. Like some of your most catastrophic sessions, go look at that and say, what happened? Were there behaviors that I engaged in? What was the client like? Who was the client? What was their situation? What was the challenge we were trying to solve? Was I missing a tool? Did I misread the challenge? Like, Look at all of that stuff. Look at, was it a specific thing unique to that situation or was it a thing that has repeated? Was it a result of behaviors that I engaged in or a result of behaviors that a client engaged in that I allowed? Or was it the result of things that happened previously? Can you isolate those things? Did your dog die? Did a friend of yours lose their dog? Something like that, right? You can locate those things and go, okay, how do I isolate or insulate myself from those. And we'll get into the difference between insulation and isolation in another episode. Look at the things that you can remove that led to what you feel like are negative experiences or not great experiences. Look at the things that led to awesome experiences that you can replicate. And then set yourself up a series of rituals or a series of, because a ritual is just basically patterns or behaviors repeated in a specific pattern at specific times. So set yourself up a series of rituals or a small series of rituals that you can use prior to sitting down to coach a client or prior to sitting down to do your marketing, prior to sitting down to write social media posts, et cetera, et cetera. Anything that you need to do in your coaching business to be successful, that you regularly find yourself going, I do not want to do this. Screw this. I'm done. If, if coaching requires doing this, I'm out of here. I just, I can't keep doing this. Any of those things that make you feel that way, if it happens regularly, you need to look at potentially outsourcing that stuff. I mean, that's answer number one. But if it's a thing that just happens every once in a while where you just, some days you're good, some days are not good, you just aren't consistent. Right? The answer is build some consistency. Build those little rituals in place to give yourself that consistency so that you can be successful helping your clients to be successful. Whether that is, again, a series of questions that you need to ask yourself, exercises that you need to do, taking a walk around the house or taking a walk around the block, or maybe it's doing some push-ups or some sit-ups or some yoga or meditating, going through a five-minute guided meditation meditation, whatever it is that you feel that you need to do prior to sitting down with a client, set that up and give yourself the time to do that. Whatever it is that you might need to do, maybe it's listening to a certain type of music, maybe it is reading somebody else's writing, maybe it is getting off of social media for 10, 15, 20 minutes, an hour, five hours, however long it is that you need to do prior to sitting down and writing your marketing pieces or creating an info product or whatever it is that you are doing as part of your coaching business that you have seen yourself struggle with on a regular basis or not even a regular basis. The things that you've seen yourself struggle with, set yourself up for success by finding those activities that you can engage 
engage in prior to sitting down to do these things. So it was a long and windy road. And it came from me having recently a day where I just felt like, you know what? I just want to take my ball and go home today. Not for the business, not permanently. I love coaching. I enjoy this podcast. I enjoy what I'm doing. But a little while ago, I had a time where I said, I'm not feeling it today. I just don't want to be here. Sometimes you have those days, but you want to minimize those days. And what I have managed to do for myself in order to help me minimize those days is exactly what I've laid out here. Figure out what are the things that I can do to put me into a better mood? What are the things that I can do to get me moving forward despite my mood, whether I'm in a good mood or not? And then I sit down and I do those things. Does it work 100% of the time? No, absolutely not. And I'm not saying that it will for you. But what does happen is because I have those rituals, because I have those tools, very rarely do I have those days where I feel like, ugh, I just don't want to be here today. And if I do wind up feeling like I'm having one of those days, I can examine, this is an anomaly. Why is this anomaly happening? What can I do to fix it? And if I can find that solution right there because it's an anomaly, I can fix it right there most of the time. And if I can't, I can either decide I'm taking this day off because this is one of those really, really rare subsets of a subset of a subset of a day where I just really shouldn't be working. Or if I need to be working anyway, for whatever reason, I can use the tools that I have to get myself into the best possible position to be as successful as possible, even when I don't feel like it. So that's it. That's how you can fix screw it days. That being said, every once in a very blue moon, you need to just say screw it and take a day for yourself. So never discount that possibility. In the meantime, do your best to be your best, and we'll see you next time. That's it for this episode of Profit for Coaches. I've been your host, Joss Withard. To make sure you never miss a new episode, go to ProfitForCoaches.com to subscribe now. You'll also find all the show notes, resources, guides, links, freebies, and other goodies that we mention on the show. Plus, we've got some special bonuses there just for our subscribers. So to make sure you profit fully from this and each new episode of Profit for Coaches, go to ProfitForCoaches.com now.